13 on the Mike Calvin Show. It's 1025 The Bug, 727-579-1025 Calvin. Yeah. Oh, I have it. No. Before news. I have it. Don't scoop me. Before news, we have breaking news. Oh, my God. All right. If you have it. Let's get right to it. I'll lead with it. And now, news with Galvin on the Mike Kelta Show. That's my mix, my remix. We're starting off with a series of death stories. Wrestling legend. Oh, my God. Harley Race points. King Kong Bundy has died at the age of 61. There is no word what led to his death. I would imagine heart disease. He was a big guy and stuff, but uh, yeah, he was he a big dude. Weird. King Kong Bundy, which uh, I gave Joey a picture of. Sorry, we're a little out of There he is. Yeah. Yeah, dead was... at the age of 61 years old. And I will tell you, it appears King Kong Bundy was still wrestling. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, real. I will be with Al Snow at WrestleCon. Oh, he was signing autographs. Mm. That was on uh, March 4th of this year. March 4th, Al Snow was... Oh, wait, that was yesterday? What is that, yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was yeah. tweeting yesterday, so he wasn't even sick. Uh, well, sorry for the uh, passing of uh, King Kong Bundy. He will not be at the WrestleCon. Uh, did anybody have King Kong Bundy? I don't believe so. Definitely a superstar. Had an action figure. Oh, yeah. I mean, King Kong Bundy, that's a name that everybody knows for yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do me a favor, Spanish. Just check. I don't think anybody had him, but we can check for that. Yeah. Uh, more death news. Oh, my gosh. You got a little uh, volume over here? Oh, sorry. There you go. Very sad to find out Luke Perry from Beverly Hills 90210 in Riverdale passed away yesterday morning. Of course, we had announced that he had the stroke after we talked about him. You know, comes out of nowhere. We talk about him. He had a stroke, and now he has passed away at the age of 52 years old. I'm afraid we mentioned King Young Bundy yesterday. We are, we are the death talk station of the... I mean, yeah. We talk about somebody who you haven't seen in a while, and they turn up dead days later. Luke Perry had a massive stroke last Wednesday and never recovered. His final role will be in Quentin Tarantino's upcoming movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Now, what is that about? Uh, it I, appears that it's about Charles Manson, but then there's like it go, it's present day, and I don't, I don't know. I'm going to look it up while you're doing news, but I looked it up this morning because Leonardo DiCaprio... He um he he tweeted it about him, and I was like, that's weird that the two of those guys know each other. It's about a stunt double. Uh, it says, 1969 Los Angeles, a former Western star in his longtime stunt double struggled to find success in a Hollywood they don't recognize anymore. It's got Brad Pitt. I mean, it looks like it takes place in the 70s because you got Brad Pitt looking like Robert Redford, mm-hmm. and you got DiCaprio in like a leather outfit. And then I, I know Charles Manson's involved somehow, so I don't really know what's happening. But then there was a thing where they showed somebody in 2019, so I don't I don't know what the flashback is. And uh, Pacino's often, in there, yeah. Margot Robbie, Tim Roth, uh, Damien Lewis from Billion, uh, Billions, uh, Dakota Fanning, 
Luke Perry, I, I Timothy don't. Oliphant, Michael Madsen, Kurt it's Russell. Be good. Like all these people, man. I really don't like Tarantino movies anymore. Really? Yeah, I got to tell you. They're great, They're all man. the same. No. no. They're all, okay, let me throw in all the things you'll see in Tarantino movies. The N-word. Um, the, Michael Madsen. Yep. Uh, he, he's like, he used the same actors for every movie. I don't like it. They're fantastic. Like it. <laughs> Do you like... Uh, What's his name? And everybody gets shot in the belly. Oh, the yeah. That... Scorsese. Uh, you're going to see gangsters. You're going to mm-hmm. see... Daniel no, and, and he uses the same actors. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to see... I don't want to see the DiCaprio in every goddamn movie now. I saw De Niro in every movie. Now I got to see DiCaprio in every movie. Yeah. I don't know. I, back from the story when I go over the... <laughs> sure, but I got to tell you, I... I Quentin Tarantino, The Hateful Eight. Was great. Django, Django Unchained was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really was. Yeah. You, did it, you said you haven't even seen I, it. I know. I started watching Kill it. Kill Bill was it. good. They made, they, I, I'll tell you this. I'll be honest with you. They make me feel uncomfortable. Why? I don't know. Like, I, the rape scene in Pulp Fiction is one of the most uncomfortable things. Yeah, that is that is intense. The first time I saw that movie, I was like, this movie was fantastic. But I, every time I watch it again, the anxiety that I get... When I'm Bruce Willis and I'm upstairs and I'm choosing a weapon. Great film. The great filmmaker. I'm like, go get your yeah. girl and run. <laughs> yes. and they roll up on Jed's motorcycle. I can't get out of there fast enough. I think the movie is great, but the anxiety that it creates yeah. is awful. All right, Carmen was supposed to go. Carmen, you, were, you went to the store. Yes. Nearly an hour ago. Yes. And what were you supposed to get? I was supposed to get Gorilla Glue, a picture frame. Hold and on, camera. hold on. Well, Gorilla Glue? Check. What else? A picture frame. To frame what? Eight by ten. To frame this lovely letter that this person wrote me. Perfect. And then Advil. And a giant bottle of Advil. Carmen? Yes. A plus on your assignment. Thank you. Oh, Woo! Man. Yeah. Very proud Carmen's of you. the best. Galvin did not think you were going to do it right. Stick of butter. Loaf <laughs> <laughs> of bread. Pouch of chicken. Four Doesn't pieces eggs. of dry white toast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else do we have in news? What? We uh, talked about it the other morning. Keith Flint from Prodigy was found dead yesterday morning. He was the 49-year-old singer from the Prodigy. No official cause has been revealed, but DJ Liam Howlett wrote on the band's Instagram that he committed suicide. Yeah, I kind of figure that. Really? Anybody shocked by that? Yeah, because he looked at his hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what do I do with this? uh, Poor guy. Yeah, keep uh, doing drugs, kid. uh, Keith Flint dead at the age of forty-nine years old. Meanwhile, his career has been dead for ten years. There really, I think there really has to be something with the people that do all that, like the Molly partying, you know, for years, and then when they get older, their brains just don't have any serotonin left, and they kill themselves. Yeah. Yeah, because so they use sad. up all yeah. their happy. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I'm your fire starter. <laughs> Terrific fire starter. <laughs> but what? what's up with the hanging? Because Did last- he hang himself? Well, I don't know. It didn't say, but like last year, that's how... What, what- A bunch of them di- have yeah. died hanging. Yeah. Well, was uh, Brody Stevens, did he hang himself yeah. or no? Brody Stevens yeah. hang himself. Chris Cornell, the Jackson Chester- Maine. Jackson Maine, Jackson Maine, mm-hmm. Chester Bennington. Yeah, I, I have to. I have to tell you, Jackson that is Bain. the last thing I would do. Yeah, hundred percent last thing. Just finding a beam. I don't want that. <laughs> a strong enough beam, and then having to fasten some sort oh. of rope 
in a position that I could actually guy from Mad Men. Try <laughs> yeah. You did it right there in the office. Oh. Yeah, I'm not hanging myself. I can tell you that. You can leave all the rope you want around my house. Yeah. It's safe. Uh, and I don't know. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm using a weapon. I don't think I'm using a gun. I think I would want to use a shotgun and try to blow my own head oh, off. No. Yeah. No. Oh. And, and watch, Galvin's going to tell you why I wouldn't do that. Yeah. You want me to write it down? No, uh, I'll, I know you know it. Uh, Judas Priest, yep. guy that uh, they blame Judas Priest. The guy went to shoot himself with the shotgun, and it kicked, and he shot his face off, but still alive. Still alive. And now he looks like this. <laughs> oh, he looks worse than that. No. Google it, man. Joe, show that. Put in uh, no. Judas Priest shotgun guy. Yeah. He, he And then when he talks, like his, something's moving oh, on his face. Yeah, yeah. But it's it not looks his like, mouth. It looks like uh, oh. an elephant man with a yeah. BH for a mouth. And oh. he's like, I should have never did that. Oh, yeah. Make yeah. a big mistake oh. now. Oh. Yeah, there he is. Oh! Holy! Oh. Why? What? Because they had to f- make what was left of a face. Uh. Uh, you don't just put him out of his misery. For real. That's what I'm saying. Let me die. Yeah. yeah like if he was tr- uh, trying to do that. Well, I can tell you, that guy, he has some pretty resilient ears. His ears weren't yeah, touched at all. Those are perfect Jesus ears. God. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that guy. What yeah. compliment could oh, you give that guy? Come on, I don't. Beautiful ears. And, yeah, and what's with that? Did he really need a nose that big? Mm-hmm. They gave him the Jimmy Durante nose. Oh. Yeah. I mean, his nose is not functional, but did you really need that? Oh. Bring it down a little. Oh. Oh, yeah. that is his nose. Monster. Look at his nose where Joey has it up on Bone TV. His nose looks like another face sideways with a nose. It yeah. looks like those big things in Hawaii. Like, you know what I mean? The big totem things. Hey, look at Scroll uh, down. There. Are they in Hawaii? I don't know. Uh, they, uh, somewhere. The picture of the guy eating the lemon was my favorite. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, what is that? Uh, it's good yeah. for... Sorry, buddy. BH mouth. So not, we're I taking mean, pills, right? That's how we go out. We take a bunch of pills. I mean, I would think that's the easiest way to right? go. Right? you just go to sleep. Yeah. Go to sleepy time. Take a bunch of pills. Drink a bunch of alcohol. Yeah. Like a later world. Even yeah. though, did you guys watch the, uh, what was it? The American Story, the assassination of uh, Versace? Yeah, Versace. No, I didn't see that. So uh, his lover ended up committing suicide after he passed. Yeah. Who was played by Ricky Martin. And that's how he went. But he ended up. Taking all the all the pills, drinking a bunch, and then he woke up off the bed and like was tr- like struggling, trying to like mm. get help, and oh, then ended up just face planting in the middle of the room. Uh, yeah, yeah well, fight or flight. Don't change yeah. your mind. Right. Yeah, just take me in quick. I don't want. I don't want to struggle. Just let me die. How about I? I just. I don't want to die. Yeah. I don't want to commit That's suicide. And I don't want to die. Or I don't think I'd mind. Just no stress out. Oh. <laughs> what a weirdo! That's a weird man. Tell Mark your therapist. Uh, yeah, oh boy. So uh, quite <laughs> the. Uh, dies clutching a picture of his mother. <laughs> yeah. Quite the threesome there for death. Luke Perry, Keith Flint from Prodigy, and King Kong Bundy. I think Luke Perry is very happy with that. With that the threesome. Well, he's yeah. the yeah. Most famous. And oh, by the way, it looks like Burt Reynolds is in this movie, too. Can't be. Really? There's a picture of him. Really? I mean, he could have shot it long ago. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, there's Michael Madsen. I'm looking at the trailer. The ninth film by Quentin Tarantino. Looks like a bunch of hippies. Then they show a clip of what looks like Burt Reynolds. Oh. Uh, a very, very old Burt Reynolds. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, the winner of the $1.5 billion lottery prize, a record for a single winner, came forward in South Carolina. Finally. Yeah. Nearly five months after the drawing, the lucky person has opted to remain anonymous and will take a one-time Mega Millions payment 
of $877,784,124. Now, now, because he's allowed to be anonymous, we'll never know why he waited so long to come forward. Yeah. Or she. Yeah. Or she. The $877 million payout is before taxes, which will be about 7%. Uh, for the state and 24% for federal, according to the commission. The commission said it was the largest jackpot payout to a single winner in U.S. history. The winner only had 180 days to claim the prize, with April 19th was the uh, deadline fast approaching. So the person. What do you think that's about? Wound up claiming it. What do you think that's about? Why do they take so long to claim it? Making sure everything's in order. That's a long time. Yeah, but somebody may have said, let's see if they forget about it. You know, see yeah. if see if you give it enough time. Like, because if they would have came out the next week, oh my god, this is the biggest. And the next week, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah, but don't you, know. you, don't you just uh, don't you just at least alert the lottery thing and say, hey, we got the winner. We're getting our affairs in order, and we'll be there. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the reason behind it. I think that I would try and get all my stuff in order. Uh, I don't know whether I let people know or not. I tell everybody. Uh, I don't know. I would tell some people, not everybody. But, I mean, people come out of the woodwork, and I I, I think we assume, oh, well, I know who's going to come and try and get money, and I'll just tell them no, but I think it's overwhelming. I think it's way more than we could possibly imagine. I think you would just see me slowly disappear from people's lives. Yeah. And then, then uh, when they did announce that I won, they'd be like, let's call them. And then everything that they have is shut off. <laughs> I don't live there anymore. My phone number is different. Maybe that's what I do. Yeah, I mean, I think you were, your circle of friends would actually get smaller, I believe. Like, real friends. Yeah. You'd cut everyone out that you didn't need. Your mm-hmm. real friends, you'd be like, all right, let's go. I, you know, I have $877 million. Let's go have some fun. Yes. And I'm taking care of everything, yeah. you know, and doing that type of stuff. But there's the fringe players that you're yeah. like, yeah, and then never really cared for you. Seriously. Yeah. You'd, meet, you'd meet other people that are, you know rich and doing the same things you're doing. How long do you party for with all of your tight group friends before you're like, okay, now I'm I'm all partied out and I'm ready to... Well, I don't, I don't party. You're, yeah, you're you, say, you say party. I, I, I say mean, like, travel and do stuff. And I would want to take everybody to Vegas for like a week. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the initial celebration and Woo! go... Oh, I man. If I had $800 million, I'd blow... <laughs> blow two million just on that party. Right? Yeah, yeah. I just mean, close to in Vegas, and then after that, and now I'll travel by a you know a driver and a, a nice bus, and just travel the U.S. and but then go do it in Europe. You also oh. have to think of all the clubs and places that are going to want you there anyway. For sure. you know what I mean. So like, you're not even going to have to pay for a party. There's so many places in Vegas that will just throw you a party because you're you. Mm. You know what I mean. I don't know. I don't. I don't need to tell anybody. Not if you're not oh. famous. If you're just rich because you won the lottery, they're not going to have you come and party and do that. I think they'd want you there, you know, and do some sort of deal for you. But you're right. gonna sp- knowing you're going to spend money. You think if you went there and you just immediately threw two million on like a roulette table, they would just give you the high roller treatment after oh, that? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you don't need two million. Either. No. Yeah. No. Oh, if you're if you're betting, you know. $10,000 a hand, you're, you're getting the high roller treatment for sure. Two you know? million on red, sir. Uh, I <laughs> but I don't even know if they'd cover that. I don't oh, know really? if they would take that action. They'd have to see. I mean, because if they, if they lose, I mean, what is it, 30 to 1 or 35 to 1 if you hit? You know what I mean? So they're like, do we want to do that? So they're allowed to deny Sure. Didn't even think about that. Well, well they'll it, probably tell they, you up front on the table. Yeah. yeah, they have the maximum bet on there, but they can call the pit and we'll cover it. You know? Oh, right. This guy looks like a loser. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
we'll figure it out. Oh, man. So, do you remember the hit and run that happened in uh, Sarasota, or Bradenton, actually, Bradenton, last week, where the guy's car went rolling? You didn't see it, Spanish. I, did not. I don't think you were here. Yeah, the uh, young kid that was hit by the guy who was trying to make a turn in the middle of the road. Right. So, they were looking for the guy because it was hit and run. The guy took off. This is the voice of Zachariah, Zachariah, I guess, Brock. The man investigators say took off. From the terrible hit and run crash last now, week. I haven't heard this, but I saw his mugshot, and he appeared to be crying in his mugshot. So uh, he's been released on bond. He didn't want to show his face in this video that we have, uh, but he agreed to talk about what happened. This is actually I'm going to give some credit. This is Angie Angers from Bay News Nine, uh, okay. and uh, she's talking to the guy, and he doesn't show his face. Tries to make you feel bad for him, though. Check this out. Here we go. I'm really sorry about what happened to, you know, this, this kid and that was involved in this accident with me. Um, you know, it could have easily been avoided if I wasn't driving because I don't have my license. But it also could have been avoided if, you know, he wasn't going so fast. He, oh, he came up so on. fast. I, I freaked out. I didn't know what to do. I, I just got scared. And I got a 10-month-old daughter. I, I haven't even got to hear her say daddy yet. You know? Um, uh, so right off the bat, listen to this. Listen garbage, to this part. Garbage. Listen to this part. That was involved in this accident with me. This, this kid and that was involved in this accident with me. That was involved in this accident with me? No, it was a hit and run. You yeah. hit him and you took off. Yeah, that poor kid was doing nothing but driving, and and you clipped his car, and, and it didn't matter how fast or slow he was going. You were, you were making an illegal U-turn, and you don't have a driver's license. You should not have even been behind the wheel, and how dare you even try to try to pin this on this kid you're a complete and utter scumbag and your daughter is never going to get to know you because you're going to go to jail for the rest of your life uh it could have been avoided because i don't have a driver's license yeah yeah so you shouldn't have been out of the road and then you try and blame the kid for going too fast you're absolutely disgusting for saying that if if listen if this kid would have come out or this guy and said I, I am so sorry and blah 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 and I was even I was so scared when it happened and I went away and I didn't know what to do and and then I turned myself in and I'll take whatever punishment comes to me I'd have I'd have a little bit of respect for him but now I hope you go to jail for the rest of your life yeah this poor kid is, this poor kid was on his way to school and now he's in the hospital with severe uh, brain trauma and they don't know what the extent of his damage is because he's got such a bad brain hemorrhage right now. That is just, that's disgusting that this guy even tried to say that. Yeah. Uh, I I don't understand why you wouldn't just come forward. Right. And because the hit and run part makes it worse. I You know what, Calvin? I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that. The, this, the nerves, I was scared. I have a kid. I didn't know what to do. I ran. All right. That was dumb. It was dumb. But like Gio but- said... He hit the guy uh, crossing the street, the guy walking around his bike or whatever, and he drove, and he was like, oh, I got to go back. Like, yeah. he made it three blocks or whatever and was like, I got to go back. That's how long it should take you to realize. Okay, but, but uh, the, I'm just going to say the panic takes over. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. The next day you call, the, or later on that time, you you call your lawyer and you say, I need to go turn myself in. Yeah. And you but, do it the right way. But is it more likely that he was under the influence or something? That could be, that could be could true, be. Carmen. Because he, be. he doesn't have his license, so right there, you're already in big trouble for driving. And then now, you know what I mean? If he mm-hmm. was, I'm not saying he was allegedly, but yeah. like, right. that just adds. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a really horrible story, man. It really is. Uh, California high school students are under fire for giving the notorious Nazi salute while posing with beer cups. 
shaped like a swastika. In photos that are going viral, a dozen teenagers can be seen making the hateful gestures around the cups during a drinking game in a house party in Orange County. We have the uh, photos up on Bone TV here. Check that out. So they have it all set up like that. And uh, You know what I find, though? Uh, that kids don't really understand. That, like, young kids don't understand the severity of Nazis and Hitler. They no. know it from what they see in yeah. in TV. And, like, like, they know it from sketches and stuff like that. I think also the big thing is with kids. Like, I'm not even making excuses for these morons. No, no but, like, teens and younger. I think also the big thing is that's shocking and they equate that to being funny. Right. So they're like, oh, this is super shocking. Let's do this. It's funny. But they're not realizing the atrocities that happened. Seriously. My son know? said a kid got in trouble because they said the Pledge of Allegiance when they were done. The kid said, hell, Hitler. And I said, why did he say it? He goes, I don't know. He was just he was trying to be funny. And I go, what was funny about that? He goes, nothing. Nobody really even knew what he was saying. And the teacher yelled at him, and he got in trouble for it. And I think he got suspended. And I go... That, he doesn't even really know what he's saying. It's like you said, he thinks he's being funny. Yeah. Right. And they don't know. And, I, and then, like the good father I am, I said, do you know why that's bad? And my son rolled his eyes and said, yes, I know Hitler, and I know he killed. Like, he, he wasn't rolling his eyes. The situation was rolling his eyes. I was yeah. quizzing him. But it's good that you quiz him because people forget. Yeah. You know, so there are, I, it blows my mind that there are actually people alive today that think the Holocaust is a made-up, not-real yeah. event. Yeah. Oh, I, I said to him, I said, do you know what Hitler did? He goes, yeah, he killed Jews, I go, how many? He goes, a lot. I go, how many? Like, I wanted him to know the number, you know? Um, you, want, you want to talk about people alive today that are making up stories and believing things? And have you watched the Flat Earth documentary on Netflix yet? No. It's not a, it's not a rush to go watch, but it really shows you that people are, people, it's not even that people are dumb. It's that people want to be celebrities so bad. Oh, yeah. So bad. This guy, this sergeant guy, uh, who is leading this flat earth charge, he just woke up and finally found the one thing that he could be an authority on was the earth being flat. And he met a woman whose father was in broadcasting and she wants so badly to be some sort of famous person. And the two of them are leading the charge on the flat earth and trying to convince her that the earth is flat with a dome over it and we are living in a massive Truman Show type world. That's what they... I don't... Like, like the best is they talk to physicists and they talk to all sorts of scientists who are just laughing. And then my favorite is they went over to that astronaut, the one that we had on the show that was at the yeah. space station for like a year. And he's like, yeah, I don't. He's like, I've, I've been there. I could see it. I, he's, right. He's yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, so all the pictures are yeah, yeah. photoshopped and stuff. Right. Also, I forget who it was. It was, uh, uh, I, I forget who it was, but he said, uh, why is nobody saying Mars is flat? Right. Or Jupiter's flat. Yeah. Or anything. It's just the Earth is just flat us. just because it's inhabited. <laughs> you know, like we can see oh. the other ones. You can see, but this is flat. Okay. There, there was a, uh, one of the scientists brings up, I forgot the name of it, brings up a um, condition that people have. And I believe like Helium J suffers from this condition is where they take a bunch of information and run with it as truth, even mm-hmm. though that there is no factor in it. And they've convinced themselves that they're becoming an authority on it right. because of the information that they have, even though none of it has been researched or proven. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it's it's a hard time it's a hard thing for me. This is where I where I lose faith in religion is because I really know that this world is made up of it's about science. I'm not saying that for sure there's no afterlife or there isn't somebody that created everything. I just don't know what it is, and it can't be proven. 
and you can prove that the earth is not flat. And this guy, I don't, I think this guy doesn't really believe it. I think he has just found himself something that he could buy into yeah. and become an authority on, and people are respecting him. It's so funny because everyone that believed it was a, f- a flat earth had cats and oh, was poor. Don't like this guy bring lived with cats. his mother. <laughs> You know, this guy or, or he spent a lot of time with his mother. I don't know if that makes sense. And anybody who has cats, that's the problem. I have a cat. Yeah. No, uh, no. Don't no. you throw it off the side of the phone? Oh, how dare Speaking you? Speaking of documentaries, I saw a, a preview for a documentary that I want to see that's coming out in April. It's called Hail Satan. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it, no, but it's about the Satanists. You remember whenever they wanted to put the. Uh, the, the Ten Commandments and do the thing, and they wanted to put the statue, in, and it's all about that whole thing. Awesome. It looks pretty interesting. And it's like, hell, Satan, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, it's devil's work is never done. <laughs> yeah. uh, that'll be pretty interesting oh, to see. Uh, San Francisco Giants president and CEO Larry Bear uh, has been has taken a leave of absence from the team. The move follows a physical altercation involving his wife that was caught on camera last week. Have you seen this? Yeah. Uh, take a look. We have it up on uh, Bone TV here. Here is the altercation. Oh, my God! Yes! Ah! Oh, my God! Don't come here! Oh, my God! Stop! Stop! Oh Stop! Oh so, I don't know exactly when, what went down. Well, like, I guess his phone was there, and she went to look at his phone or something. But he wrestled her to the ground yeah. with the phone. I heard he was trying to take her phone. Or him trying I, to take I her think phone? it's his phone. I think I think it's his phone. Okay, he's taking it back. Yeah, and then he wrestles her to the ground, where he knocks her out of the chair. Like they made it sound like, oh, he didn't do anything. He knocks her out of her chair. Oh yeah, I mean, like, it's I a would never do this to my wife. Right, not in public. No, I would never do this to my wife. Like, no, I'm not, no. All jokes aside, it's so funny because my wife's favorite thing when I'm texting is to just smack the phone out of my hand. <laughs> it is and, very and funny for to a do second, that. I want to punch her in the face, <laughs> but um, I would never. Like, like in an angry state, I would never do this to my wife. He he knocks her out of a chair yeah. and then walks away from her while she's on the floor. I would never do this. Yeah. And she's yelling pretty loud. Yeah, but okay, but because she's a big mouth doesn't mean, I mean, like, I... I he probably just hates his wife. He probably yeah. hates his wife. And, and I think him taking a leave of absence is the right thing. Get it out of people's minds and just move on. Does he come back? Yeah. Is it, really? Yeah. I mean, look, he had an argument with his wife and... It got a little bit physical, but he wasn't punching her in the face, and he was. It was inappropriate, but he, uh, you know, it was more of like a trip than yeah. it was. But it makes you wonder what if the, he's doing this to her in public, right? It makes you wonder what's going on. What yeah, is I, now? I yeah. disagree with you because yeah. I don't think he did anything. I, I think he manhandled her a little bit, but he didn't grab her by the face. He didn't go like like if he, if he's beating her at home and if he's roughing her at home, then he just grabs her by the throat and takes his phone. Well, the reason why I bring up the screaming is because you'd think if he is in public and he's got his wits about him, once someone starts screaming at you, would snap you out of that like moment of passion. I don't know where he's like all in on this one, grabbing at the phone. Right, where he's used to. Yeah, that's look what where I'm his saying. hands are. He's grabbing. He's going to touch her. What if Spanish? What if? Um, what if that was your girlfriend, and she, and you and her have an argument? He, she has your phone, and she says, "I'm texting Mike right now, and I'm going to tell him." And it was, I don't know, maybe a secret that I told you that told her and that you knew I'd be mad at you. You would grab that phone out of her hand before she could hit send. Yeah. And if she fell out of the chair while you were doing it, you're right. You screamed. You didn't. You didn't really hurt her, 
That's inappropriate, but you I don't think you're right. But also, yeah. at what point, whenever she grabs the phone, he must have said, give me my phone back, and she said no, whatever this at. At what point do you do the right in the air, God damn it, we're in public, give me my phone back, yeah. you know, and do that before, <laughs> yeah, do the Hulk. <laughs> I, I, I have, a, I do with, with her what I would do with my kids, like my son, and I hit my son. But if I'm close to him, I will put a finger right in his ribs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, but in all seriousness, I know you're not supposed to get physical with a woman, but when you're in a situation like that and you're you're trying to do something and your partner is stopping you from doing it, what is the appropriate thing? Like if you're trying to get your phone back, what is the appropriate thing to do? Just grab the phone. If you can, just get a hold of the phone. Because yeah. if you're grabbing her wrist, if you're grabbing her neck, if you're doing anything like that. That's a physical altercation. But if you're just grabbing the phone and you yank it out of her hand, hopefully you don't yeah. hit her in the face or anything. But I'm saying, you know, that's your only thing you can Which do. Sucks say, listen, I just grabbed the phone. I would also like to say that it, it, this is your wife. Right. She's a stranger and she has my phone. I'm grabbing her by the hair. Give <laughs> my goddamn phone back. You have no right to take my phone. Okay, yeah. yeah. Belly Fair kick. Fair enough. Yeah, belly, belly kick. kick. Yeah. Yes. Oh, she doesn't give it back. <laughs> Uh, a man in Australia admitted in court on Monday that he choked an Airbnb guest to death oh over an God. unpaid $149 bill. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Him go get your phone. <laughs> Jason Colton pleaded not guilty to murder in the uh, Supreme Court, but admitted to manslaughter in Ramus Januzzi's death in 2017. Colton would face a possible life sentence if the jury convicts him of murder. He would face up to 20 years in prison if the jury accepts the death was manslaughter. That's mm. crazy because we just broke some lady's table through Airbnb. Choke you out. Oh, my God. Kill now, you. do you go get your own money from Airbnb? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what happened yeah, there. Maybe, he's, maybe, maybe this guy broke a table and he was like, that table is $149 <laughs> yeah. at Ikea. We're going to pay you, lady, if you're listening uh, <laughs> Amsterdam. Yeah. We'll get you your table money. Uh, man, so that that was like a fight fight because if he choked him, you know that there was stuff happening before just choking him out. It was, or maybe you just like, you owe me and I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> and just grabbed him and started choking him. Oh, God. That's terrible. That, there you go. There's your life. Your life's over. $149. <sighs> You got to think about what you're doing before you start Seriously. choking people. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> before you start choking. Sometimes it feels so good, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you got to think about it, you know. And then choke, I guess, is the way to go. A guy in Wisconsin wanted to prank his neighbor while he watched her dogs, so he put on a full panda suit and walked around in the snow by her security cameras. He knew that she had security cameras, thought it would be a funny thing to do. Right. But another neighbor saw it and called 911 to report it. The guy in the panda outfit also did the interview with the local news while wearing the panda outfit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Why wouldn't he? We have it up on Bone TV. Here we go. Check this out. It's a big what? I'm sorry. Teddy bear. Honestly, good. Somebody dressed as a teddy bear? I knew that my neighbors um, had... A security camera set up. How do you not have it ready, Joey? <laughs> oh, man. The whole thing is the visual of the guy sitting there in the panda suit and stuff. It, it reloads it. it <laughs> All right, but you know what's coming up next. Oh, man. Like, I give it to you, but that's every day I give it to him in order, and I walk in there, and we talk about it. We go through the things, and right. I tell him where it starts. I write it out on the thing. If it starts at a minute, three seconds, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know that that's the next story that's coming up. Refresh, and so be ready to go. So why was it loaded? Yeah. No, I'm asking. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming you're asking Joey because I have no yes. control over it. Mm-hmm. I've done everything I could do. Tell him what time to start it, where it is. Mm-hmm. Give him the order of the stories, how they go. Mm-hmm. Here is the story 
on Bone TV. Check it out. It's a big what? I'm sorry. Teddy bear. Honestly, good. Somebody dressed as a teddy bear? I knew that my neighbors um, had a security camera set up. And I thought, well, I'm going to make the ordinary extraordinary. I'm going to dress up in the panda outfit. So just as, as I was about to pivot up and walk uh, up my, my lawn, I turn around and I see at least three squad cars with a fourth and a fifth coming. I paid about 125 bucks for this costume. <laughs> I'm going to get my money's worth. Now imagine, if you will, you could see a guy in a panda so suit better, yeah. doing the interview. That's the joke of the interview is to be able to see yeah. it in the panda suit. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't it ready that time? It's still loading the same content. <laughs> Boop. Doing the bus driver story next. <laughs> Got the bus driver story coming up here. Thanks, Calvin. A bus driver in Pennsylvania identified as Lori Ann Makos. You know whose fault this is? Whose? Carmen's. She started a day off like this. Oh, <laughs> Should have um, went right away to go to the store. Instead, you dilly-dallied in the hall. I Okay. You dilly-dally her. I'm sorry. See? But she's, takes, she takes responsibility. Mm-hmm. She doesn't blame the computer. Thank you, Carmen. You're welcome has been charged with 26 counts of endangering the welfare of children and one count of DUI after leaving a dozen students <laughs> stranded at a gas station. <laughs> she was driving too fast and swerving on Friday afternoon, so the kids in the back started making fun of her, then complaining, and finally asked her to pull over. She swore at them, flipped them off, pulled into the gas station, <laughs> handed the attendant the keys, and walked away. And awesome. left 30 middle school kids and high school kids just stranded there. Their yes. parents had to come and pick them up and stuff. Yes. There's a picture of her mugshot. There she is. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, this is it. Listen, I started drinking earlier. Today, I'm not putting up with your kids' crap anymore. I'm just walking uh, away. That's awesome. Uh, unbelievable. You know what is seriously scary about this? I she got caught. I am assuming this happens a lot. Yeah, probably. A lot. I'm sure that there's a lot of uh, you know school bus teachers or, or school bus uh, drivers that are driving around drunk or, or doing other stoned, stuff. You know, yeah, with kids and uh, that freaks me out. A mm. guy in business class flipped out on Air Canada flight from Vancouver to Toronto on Saturday. Because why? Why did he flip out on the Air Canada flight? Ooh, I don't know. What? Uh, not enough alcohol. It was not a- enough alcohol. They cut him off. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, somebody took a dookie. Somebody Ooh. smelling up the bathroom. Carmen, what happened? I know. It freaked him out. Yeah. Because they ran out of fish. <laughs> they were still on the tarmac, and he became verbally abusive and wouldn't <laughs> accept another meal. Uh, they had to taxi back to get him off. And then the crew had reached their duty limit, so they had to wait for another crew. Yeah, so they wound up landing about five hours late because this guy wanted fish for his meal. They ran out, Uh, and he wouldn't accept any other. I mean, it is is pretty awful when they go... You hear them in front of you, and they're like, we have fish and chicken. They're like, I hate chicken, I hate chicken. Then they get to you, and they're like... I'm sorry, we're out of chicken. We just have fit. And, or the other way around. They're like, ah. I mean, I don't know if I'd stop a flight, but it is yeah. kind of annoying. Hmm. It's annoying, but as an adult, don't you think about <laughs> right, the hundreds yeah. of other people on the flight? And you're yeah. like, oh, maybe, you know, they need to get to where we're going. Maybe I don't freak out yeah. over the fish. By the way, how good, is, how good is that chef on that flight? Where this <laughs> like, yeah. I got to have the f- fish. My buddy told yeah. me he took this flight last week. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You know what it was? Canned salmon. Yep. Yeah, yep. they're right. Uh, they're right. Uh, This is unbelievable, man. Uh, A teenager in eastern Wisconsin is facing charges after he repeatedly spiked his stepfather's energy drink 
with cow tranquilizers. Oh man! Yeah, the kid's name <laughs> is murder. Ty- the kid's name is Tyler. He's 16 years old, uh, and his stepdad is a dairy farmer. So that's why they had the cow tranquilizers sitting around. Okay. Early last year, Tyler started squirting the liquid tranquilizer into his stepdad's energy drink. The first time he did it, his stepdad started stumbling around, slurring his speech, and had trouble breathing. It was so bad that he went up, wound up going to the hospital. But doctors told him it was probably from stress and a lack of sleep and from having too many energy drinks. They were kind of right. Uh, his symptoms came back a few months later, though. Then he found two used syringes in the corner of the barn and realized Tyler had been poisoning him. Tyler says he thought it was, quote, funny and oh. was never trying to hurt his stepdad but he's what uh, was he trying to do make him pass ah, out it's funny look at him he's stumbling Loopy. around wow. yeah uh he's on the hook for two felonies and he'll be in court later this month here's a mugshot of dumb dumb tyler looking at him uh, i disagree i think he was trying to trying to yeah. kill his dad you're just tech, you're making him speedball essentially yeah, could be you wow. know why was that? Because he's drinking the energy drink, which speeding is speeding him up, speeding oh, up, no. and the tranquilizer is slowing him down. So that that's how your heart was? stops. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, I yeah. didn't know. I do. Oh, <laughs> so, but Spanish is doing cocaine and what? Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Oh, <laughs> Dude, don't mess around with fentanyl. <laughs> no, I I don't. But somebody may be cutting in your cocaine, and you don't even Never know. No, yeah. So yeah. that's why this dude. I mean. That's how you kill people, so I think this kid was definitely trying to kill his stepdad. Agreed. 100%. Yowza. Yeah. Ben Affleck was on the Today Show yesterday to promote his new Netflix movie, Triple Frontier, and he talked about his battle with alcoholism. Uh, here is Ben Affleck talking about that. We have the video on Bone TV. Joe Ben Affleck. Some people are sort of uncomfortable. I don't doesn't really bother me to talk about alcoholism and being an alcoholic. It's part of my life. It's something that I deal with. Um, it doesn't have to sort of subsume my whole identity and be everything, but it is something that uh, you know you have to work at. And you, you know, I feel like I had a problem, and I really want to address it. And I take some some pride in that. And I hope that um, you know, and it is. It's about yourself, your life, your family, and you know, people. We encounter these kinds of, of hurdles and. Uh, we have to deal with them. Well, he's fat. Yeah, fat face. Huh? Mm-hmm. Well, alcohol. alcohol will blow you up a little yeah. bit and stuff. Yeah. yeah By the way, true. I also learned a new word: subsume. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that was a word. Either. No, it really is a word, is though. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I was like, is he trying to say consume? Like, consume? Right. Yeah, no. But subsume uh. is actually include or absorb something in something else. So. Oh, subsume. Yeah, subsume. Yeah, subsume. I, I was unaware. Subsume. There you go. Subsume. Yeah. Uh, Alan, good morning. You're on the Mike Calta show. Alan? Alan wearing high heels. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> All right. I've Kim, good morning, Kim. <laughs> good morning. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, we listen to you every morning when I'm taking my son to school. He's a high school student. And this morning, 15-year-olds are very grumpy in the yeah. morning. Yeah, oh, they're and dicks. This morning, he, <laughs> <laughs> this morning, he actually laughed out loud when Spanish was telling the totals of Sporkle, and Gio said, hey, I have one, and Spanish is like, I'm not putting it down. (laughs) He literally laughed out loud. It totally made my morning. I just Uh, want to tell you guys that because sometimes it's just one little thing that can make a morning. I know. For a second, I I had a promising hope for the future until I realized he thought Spanish was funny. Yeah. Now now I'm crushed. Uh, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, nobody knows it better than me. I mean, I'm so glad. That I, I pick my kids up from school every day, and they're dicks when I pick them up, so I can only imagine what it'd be like to, to in the morning. Well, I have literally, he's like I, he's in 10th grade, so I have taken him to school and picked him up from school every day of his 
school career so far. Right. So in the afternoon, he's not so bad. In the afternoon, he'll talk for a couple of minutes, but it's the morning thing because it's, you know, six o'clock when you get him up and, yeah. and all that. And yeah, I get it. I, I, I think I would have finished school if it wouldn't have been so early, so early. Yeah. which yeah. is ironic that I do this now for yeah. a living and stuff. But <laughs> I really, serious, yeah. that was my big problem with school. I was like, ah, started around 10 oh, or something. Thank you, Kim. Be so it's, nice. it's like a uh, clinger. Klinger dressed like a woman and ate a jeep and did all these things to be to get a Section Eight to get kicked out of the uh, the military so he didn't have to serve in the Korean War. And then what happens at the end? They all go home and he meets a girl from Korea and he ends up living there. Yeah, oh. it's like it's like us. I hate getting the mornings. It's the worst job you could have for right, that. Right. Um. I, I love my kids. You guys are probably listening on the way to school. <laughs> Try to be less dicks when I pick you up. There. Yeah. My daughter gets in the car and she's like, "You got anything for me?" I'm oh. like, I, "Yeah, life. I gave yeah. it to you. Enjoy it." And my son, he's all right. He just sits there and he puts his ear pods in, and I go, two seconds. Just give me two seconds of talking mm-hmm. to me. Right. And let me know how your day was, and you can go back to the AirPods, jerks. It's so funny. I rem- I can remember being in the car with my mom after middle school and her wanting to talk to me and me just being such a dick to her. And now when I talk to her, I'm like, oh, I can't talk to her for long enough. She's hanging up the phone with me. Oh, my mother used to pick me up from Danielle Mazzola's house sometimes, but Danielle and Mazzola and I just had high school sex. So I would be like, great. My mother would pick me up. I'd go, hey, ma, so good to see you. I think she probably knew why. She knew. Yeah. Well, you know. Oh, Danielle. Whatever. I was always very nice. Very I have a hard time believing that. No, it's yeah, totally, was. totally true. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice all the time. Yeah. I used it all up, I think. <laughs> totally. Uh, UFC fighter named Johnny Walker won his bout on Saturday with a TKO and 36 seconds into the fight. And then he celebrated by doing the worm, you know, the yeah, worm dance on her. But he also I celebrate. he also landed very poorly and dislocated his shoulder. <laughs> it's pretty funny. We'll we'll start out with Joe Rogan talking to him, and then they show him trying we, to do. The, we call this the Grammatica. Trying to do the worm. What? What? Oh yeah, the celebration. Bill Grammatica. Yeah, check it out. Here we go on Bone TV. I'm here with the winner, Johnny Walker. First of all, Johnny, congratulations on another spectacular performance. Did you injure yourself? When you were celebrating? <laughs> By the way, he's Brazilian, so it doesn't speak perfect English, but... Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> what happened? My shoulder. Did you dislocate it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Watch the uh, Let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at that celebration. Pull it up on the big screen. Here you go. You're very happy. Face plans. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't do that again, sir. Please. Because you, you have so much potential. I'd hate to see you getting taken out of the game from celebrating. Oh, look, he's in oh, such pain. Yeah, he has he his is. arm around the shoulder of the interpreter, and then he goes, he has to reach ah. and like readjust yeah. it. Uh, nothing like uh, getting hurt while you're celebrating. Oh. <laughs> Heinz finally brought its mayo ketchup hybrid mayo chip to the U.S. back in September, and apparently it's been a big hit over here uh, because really? two new mayonnaise hybrids are on their way. Okay, uh, uh, mayo and guacamole. Mayo guacamole. No. <laughs> I like that. Wow. I, I wouldn't see that. Uh, okay, too far that mayo and what do you mix mayo with? Mustard? No, that's gross. Really? Mayo mustard? Mayo must. Oh. Really? Yeah, mayo oh. must. And another one. They have another one that's coming as well. Uh, what do you mayonnaise? Chipotle? <laughs> Russian dressing? You're close. You're on the right N- track. Hot, hot mayo. Kind of. Bu- uh, if you guys kind of went together. Sriracha. Barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. Called. Mayo Q. Yeah, we have a picture of what the bottles look like. So Mayo Must is just light 
yellow color. I like mayo must. As you expect. And then the mayo queue is a light orange. Heinz hasn't officially announced them yet, but they've already been spotted in a few stores, so you may be able to find them in the grocery store if you hey, want Hey, Joe, uh, great job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got it. You shouldn't have the word must in yeah. any food product because it makes me think like, Urine must. Okay, yeah. like do, you want, do you want to have mayo turd? <laughs> 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 yeah, think about that. Uh, mayo turd, really good. <laughs> <It's just laughs> those, those two shouldn't be together, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> mayo so turd. Have, you eat too much mayonnaise. Uh, oh, man. Got a mayo turd. What <laughs> happened? Yeah. Uh, Joey, uh, you may be excited about this next picture that we have coming up. Paps Blue Ribbon is going to start selling... Paps Blue Ribbon Whiskey. Ooh. That's only aged for five seconds. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, they haven't released any details, but the label had to be approved by the government, and it says age five seconds in the upper right-hand corner. We have a picture of the label up there on Bone TV. <laughs> Most whiskeys are aged in oak barrels for a lot longer than that, usually for years. So it's probably a white whiskey, which is basically moonshine. But by law, whiskey has to be aged. There's no requirement for how long, though. So they're aging it for five seconds, which means they're just dumping it and dumping yeah. it and doing it that uh-huh. way. So it's a, you know their way of getting around it and stuff, pouring it into uh- the bottles right after it. Uh, so I guess a few whiskeys already do that. It's not clear when you're going to be able to buy this, but it is 80 proof, so it's just as strong as most other whiskeys, uh, and they say it's going to be a big thing for the brand. When, I don't understand when Paps became such like a huge beer because i remember drinking it once in college and it was horrendous that's and how then, i always thought it was like the when you can afford to buy anything else yeah, yeah. Paps has been around for a long time and then the when uh, it gets so popular no, like hipsters kind of uh, did it and they oh look i got my koozie and it's a brown paper yeah. bag and you know that kind of oh, thing so God, i hate it yeah i hate Paps it, so it, much if you're drinking or eating anything to be like hey look at me you're the worst seriously you're the <laughs> sure. worst yeah. unless you go to like a real Real dive bar, and they do the Paps with a shot special, and it's like four dollars. Then I can understand drinking no, Paps. But that's yeah, yeah, that's if you don't have a lot of money. Right. I completely understand that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if you have the money to afford a ah. good tasting beer or food or whatever, but you're like, Ugh. oh, look at me, I'm gonna buy the cheap stuff because I'm really cool. Look at my suspenders and my mustache wax. <laughs> who who is doing that? A, a cat from the seventies <laughs> cartoon? <laughs> Maybe. Yes. You don't know. Uh. A new study found that ordering your dessert first. First, might help you lose weight. Oh. Yeah, researchers monitored what people ate in a cafeteria. <laughs> you know what helps you lose weight? Don't order dessert. <laughs> you know what helps you lose weight? Uh, mayo turd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, they monitored what people ate in the cafeteria and changed up how the desserts were offered. Sometimes they let people choose their dessert first before they grab their meal. Sometimes they made them grab it after the meal. And over the course of four days, 70% of the people consumed fewer calories when they ordered their dessert first. Sometimes a lot less calories. One of the uh, options was cheesecake. And when people ordered it first, they consumed an average of 250 fewer calories compared to when they ordered it after their meal. The researchers say the reason all comes down to our uh, psychology. Everyone knows dessert isn't very healthy, and when they uh, and when we indulge in that beginning of the meal, we compensate by ordering less afterwards. So, uh, I don't know. When I sit down in the beginning, I want to order everything on the menu. When I'm hungry, yeah. give me appetizers, give me food, and then the food comes, I'm like, I'm not even hungry anymore. I made a rule with my wife. I said, you have to stop me when we if we go to Olive Garden. 
tell me only to order appetizers. Because yeah. I order appetizers, and you eat, like, five different appetizers, and then you're like, your yeah. meal comes, and you're like, done. Eh, just put it in the box. <laughs> I'm not going to be able yeah. to eat that. So have you heard the argument that Steven Spielberg has about Netflix and streaming services being in the Academy Awards? No, I, I know that he was talking about it, but I didn't, I didn't really hear it. He doesn't think anything, if it doesn't have a theatrical release, he said that it shouldn't be uh, nominated for an Oscar. And why? Right. Because... That's a different platform that's different. That should be Emmys if but, it's on your TV. But that's not true because most of the people aren't even seeing these movies in a theater. They're either seeing screeners on a DVD right. in their home or watching them when they are available. True, and I agree, and I'm just giving you what he's saying. Yeah. So, But the thing with the Oscars, it is theatrical release, though. That's oh, kind is? of the thing. Yeah, but because you can argue, well, obviously Netflix but is you, making the, movies that right. cost millions and millions of dollars, just like big budget movies. They have that the Irishman that's coming out with Pacino and De Niro, yeah. and it's done I by have Scorsese. A solution. Okay, Netflix buys a movie theater, oh. and they also show the movie in the movie theater. Well, that's interesting because I believe, and I think even that the Irishman that I was saying is going to be in theaters and on and Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. Uh, but so, that's, so Netflix should buy a a prominent. Theater in like a like Man Chinese Theater. That's a great in, idea in Hollywood or in New York somewhere or or some places doesn't have one like Chicago. Mm. And they should uh, they should build a big theater and do big big premieres there. And they uh, so on Friday the movie comes out at the Netflix theater yeah. and on Saturday it's available on Netflix. I mean that's just, well that's Netflix Netflix responded to Steven Spielberg's comments oh, about really? Netflix movies not deserving Oscar nominations. They argued that they give access to viewers who can't afford to go to the theaters and also give filmmakers more ways to share their art. You're absolutely uh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, think, right. I think you have to change with the times. Yes, I agree. And I think a lot of what the directors and actors have been saying about Netflix is Netflix doesn't give them the same chains to do the same stuff over and over again like these big uh, production companies do. So they have way more free range to do all these crazy movies that they have. Yeah, and, and the thing is that, uh, you know, it's making a lot uh, it's making a lot more available to people because I would have never in a million years have watched that uh, Flat Earth documentary. But because I was allowed, to, I was able to watch it in my car from A to B, or sit down for an hour while I'm playing PlayStation and keep it on my computer. Like that's why I'm never going to a theater to watch half yeah. of the stuff that the that Netflix is showing. But it's made it so convenient for me, and that's so helpful to the to the filmmaker or to the documentary maker or somebody. Steven Spielberg's becoming a bitter old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah it seems yeah. a little bit like that, right? It's it no does. fair. It wasn't in the theater. That's what you're getting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of documentaries, I just happened to watch it because it won the Oscar for Best Documentary, Free Solo. It's about a guy who climbs, you know, Free Solo is when they don't have any uh, ropes or anything yep. like that. My hands were sweating just watching this For movie. I I mean, it's, like, it's very interesting. How do you how do you feel safe at all doing that? Well, this guy has been doing it forever, and that listen that doesn't make it any safer. But he's been doing it forever, and he's like a prodigy. He's the guy who's unbelievable at it, and he climbs the um, El Capitan is the big uh, and it's like straight right. up. It's unbelievable. It's over three thousand feet, just like straight up, and he does it with ropes and he'll go his course that he's going and he falls <gasps> and he has the rope and he falls. He has the rope. So what do you mean he, he has the rope? The rope catches him? Yeah. The, ro the rope catches him. No, he's he hanging falls. by his foot. No, no. He's got oh, it around his, his waist. waist. And so, so if you fall, it'll go, it immediately stops you. 
you're boom right there, and then you kind of go uh, back over, and then you can start climbing okay, again. And right. You have it around you. Because but what's he attached to? He's attached to the things that are put in. Okay, all have, right. yeah. Uh, but then he decides he wants to do it. Like that, that would be the big thing to do. Is nobody's ever done it without the ropes, doing it free, and he winds up trying to do it. They show and they, they talk they about show. it. They're like, the one guy goes, he goes, I know uh, at least 40 guys who have died. He goes, really? they were friends, or at least I knew them. And they're showing different people, and this one guy goes, and he falls. Uh, and they show him falling. No. And I'm like, are they going to show this guy die right here? And just as you go, okay, he's going to die, he goes, whoop, parachute. Oh, goes, oh my God. Oh, but not the main guy. This was just right, another no, guy. Yeah. And then they show that guy died like two years later. So then this main guy goes to try and do it. See, look, they show him falling. Boom, look at that. But he gets caught by the rope and stuff. Uh, it's just a, it's a really interesting thing. I won't tell you how it ends because if you want to watch it, but it, it really it makes you nervous. You're sitting there the whole time like, oh, man. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I mean, let's be honest. I'm hoping he falls. Oh, well, yeah. And that's that's why you watch. Yeah. But, that's why I'm not going to tell you whether he falls or not. They have to climb down as well, right? Or do, does, like, a helicopter pick him up from the top of El Capitan? Yeah, I don't know whether there's maybe a, a trail or something. Yeah, a trail down? going down. Okay. Like, that's the wall, the face there, and then there's a trail that they go down. They didn't really show. I was wondering that as well. Right, because you think, okay, you just climbed all the way up. Now you got to climb it all the way back down. No yeah. pass. This guy is, he lives in a, uh, he has like a sprinter van that he lives in so that he can go. I'm looking at conversion sprinters right now as you're talking. And he has this little bar there that has like little hand things where you can put in like two fingers or four fingers, whatever. And he just sits there the entire time just doing pull-ups on it. Like he's in unbelievable shape. And his... His t- his feet. He takes his shoes off. His feet look like monkey feet. Really? Like they look like fingers. Yeah. Oh. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, no Gallagher and Smashing Pumpkins are going to do a co-headlining tour, and No's uh, brother Liam uh, is not going to be involved. Oh <laughs> no, no, he's not going to be involved on purpose. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing tour. It didn't see. I didn't see any dates around uh, Florida. So I don't know whether that's maybe second leg or we'll see what happens. I love Oasis, with that. but I wouldn't go. Sit through Smashing Pumpkins to see them. Nope. Uh, ESPN is reportedly trying to get Mike's number one favorite funny man, Peyton Manning, Mm -hmm. to join Monday Night Football crew. And they're willing to give him more than the $6.5 million that John Gruden was making. But a source says Peyton isn't really interested in broadcasting at this point. Smart, because uh, he adds that Tony Romo kind of I-know-everything effect. And he's a natural... Genius when it comes to you. <laughs> natural <laughs> genius. <laughs> Finally, in news, Jeff Bezos and his wife are uh, about to enter into a divorce settlement that could be worth tens of billions of dollars. If that happens, it would be the biggest divorce settlement in history. But I have some of the other big ones that have happened before. Uh, not on this list. I I don't know why, whether they say he's not a celebrity, but uh, Rupert Murdoch left his oh. second wife. He reportedly paid her $1.7 billion. Uh, what's his name? He's going to be on there. James Cameron? James Cameron and Linda Hamilton coming to number 10 with $50 million. That happened in 1999. What about Spielberg and... and uh Amy Irving. Irving, yeah. Yep, number seven with $100 million. That was in 1989. He had to pay her under a million. Madonna and Guy Ritchie. She paid him. Uh, it says Madonna and Guy Ritchie, $76 million to $92 million. 
So I don't know. Did they pay each other? I don't know how. No, that- <laughs> probably, are they saying like between seventy six? Maybe and that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, she had to pay him. Yeah, yeah, that's Ooh, that feels nice. I like it. Kevin Costner and his wife Cindy Silva, eighty million dollars. He paid her in nineteen ninety four. Tiger Woods and his wife oh. in two thousand ten gave her a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Harrison Ford and Melissa Matheson, he paid her $118 million in 2004. Because he was married to her forever, and then he was banging Ally McBeal. Right. Ooh. And then Garth Brooks, who was married to Sandy Maul, and then wound up marrying Trisha Yearwood. In 2001, he paid his ex-wife $125 million. Man. Can you imagine? Like, like if I'm writing a check for somebody, oh. which is very rare, but... If I have to write a check for a thousand dollars or something, I hate to just see that money leave my account. Now imagine write, writing a hundred mil or just half of your checking account just gone. Oh, unbelievable! Ugh. That would hurt so bad. Yeah. Ever killed? It's so much. <laughs> Neil Diamond uh, gave his wife one hundred and fifty million dollars in nineteen ninety five. Michael Jordan gave his wife one hundred and sixty eight million. Yeah, and then he wiped his ass with four million <laughs> yeah. and walked away. Yeah. And then the uh, number one, besides all these other ones, you know, besides Bezos and uh, Ripper Murdoch, uh, for celebrities, I guess, Mel Gibson paid his wife $425 million wow. in 2011. How much money did Mel Gibson have? He had a lot of money. Yeah. Holy Passion of the Christ made him a ton yeah. of money. He was a billionaire. But, but he also had a lot of money before that, but then that really... You know, gave him a lot of money. Wow. Uh, let's see what his uh, net worth is. I mean, if he paid her $400 million, California's got to give her half. So he had to have at least $800 million. Yeah. Uh, his net worth now is uh, estimated $425 million. Uh, yeah, so he gave her half. Eight. Wow, good for you. Jesus pays. <laughs> yeah. That was a really good movie. You know, fairness. I never saw that. It was really good. It I was mean, good. I, you know, we as a Catholic, you get to see the Stations of the Cross every year, so you already know how the story goes. But uh, that was a really good theatrical version of that whole story. Two big movies that I never saw was Passion of the Christ and uh, Schindler's List. I never saw. I've not seen Schindler's List either. Both incredibly depressing. Oh, I'm yes. sure. Uh, yeah, and that may be some reason why I did not. I'm like, I, yeah. I don't want to be depressed. Schindler's watch. List is just, uh, it's it's awful. I mean, it's a good movie. But it's just an awful yeah. to see the abuse. Yeah. And, and then, uh, uh, you know, you can watch Passion of the Christ and appreciate it for its movie value, but it is very sad. Yeah. yeah. It's, very, it's a story of a of a child being, you know, killed in front of it, being tortured and killed in front of his mother. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's pretty sad to watch. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. That's it for news. <laughs> Way to bring us down. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Mayo Turd. Uh, I'll, I'll pep you back up here. All right. Dominic Ferriello is here. Yes. That guy oh. never in a bad mood. You got a question? You got a uh, legal? Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.